You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Jack. Hey, Brendan. Hey, what are you, what are you? Uh, what are you doing today? We're talking with Dominique Kelly. Oh my God! Tell me a little, Kelly. Tell me a little bit, Professor Kelly himself. Tell me, tell me a little bit about Dominique Kelly. Uh, yeah. First of all, I think one of the greatest people to have as our first, um, guest on this podcast. Talk about being well-rounded, an Mm. amazing human. Mm. So pumped. So Dominique, just to give everyone a glimpse at his amazing career and how well-rounded he is, let's talk about the uh animation for disney's princess and the frog mm-hmm, okay he's involved with that. yes mm-hmm. the smurfs movie mm-hmm. um uh what's some uh let's see crazy ex-girlfriend dancing with the stars america's got talent lip sync battle uh and then has worked with amazing stars beyonce janet jackson mariah carey pink uh gwen stefani i mean come on my so ocean nelly CeeLo. jeez oh my god and he's mm. he's got he's got a great selection of memes on the social media as well, which I think is maybe his greatest achievement. <laughs> greatest achievement. Follow Dominique Kelly. We'll make sure we tag him in our post. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, amazing. So we'll dive into, we talk a little bit about um, his professor duties that he's working in right now. We talk a little bit about the, you know, Mariah Carey special, how he's career for them. Um, and this incredible journey. I mean, he's truly amazing. He's, he's got it all. He's done it all. He's a great human. And uh, yeah, Jack, what do you think? You want to just uh, start us again uh, again from the top? Let's do it. From the top, a five, six, seven, eight. How are you? Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm the first one. You oh are God. the the inaugural. Uh, is that the right term? I don't even inaugural. know. Inaugural. Inaugural and uh, guest here on again from the top. How does it feel? <laughs> it feels great because you always want to be the first one originating a role. Yeah. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always I've always considered you a trailblazer, and just like I see, I, I'm sorry we don't have like a crown to kind of just like put on you for this for this for this episode but <laughs> that's okay that's oh next time next next time, time next time oh, of course we'll have you back for sure of course Wonderful. so uh dominic where where are you located right now where are where are you right now i am in los angeles california boarded up in my fortress i've heard i've heard i've heard of this la land 
Mm-hmm. So they say the La La Land, as they say, in the biz, you know, in the biz, in the biz. In the biz. Well, for those <laughs> listening, we all met doing the prom movie. Um, and, you know, he was one of our dancers for the movie. Fantastic standout performance, I will say. Um, Thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, so we met doing the prom movie and um, then have just bantered ever since. It never left. Never left. Uh, there's a there's a quick little thing. Um, I so I had never been to L.A. I, I'm a New York born and bred, right? And I I got dropped into the West Coast, and my my first job was prom, and I had to the next day. I flew in the next day. I was I was uh, I had to be the one on one with Meryl, kind of like doing ballet. And and Dominique had been working with Meryl before I got there, mm-hmm. but Dominique being Dominique, he booked another job, and he's like, okay, I got to do this, but then somebody's got to take over for Meryl. Boom, I fly out. I have no friends in LA. I don't know anybody. I get dropped in, and me and Dominique had been texting a little bit about like Meryl stuff, and I realized I don't I don't know anybody here. Uh, I'm just so lost. And this guy texts me and said, hey. You know what are you doing tonight? I was like, uh, nothing. My first night in takes me to dinner, just like wines and dines me, mm. and we've just been like friends ever since, and sending meme after meme to each other, and that's really just you know, that's the true level of friendship is when you just get woken up by a a dank meme, as the kids say. <laughs> I mean, it's my love language. It's true. This I know. It's true. Yeah. And and the thing is, speaking to your story, I understand or anybody understands what it feels like to be new in a large, scary place. So I feel like if I can, you might as well just help somebody out at least the very first day, at, at least, you know. Absolutely. I think you're 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 a king of that. The pay it forward kind of uh, movement. And I think you've always been I mean, to me, at least because we're going to get the mushy stuff out of the way. Okay. But it was truly like that helping hand that I needed. And all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, I feel like I have my feet underneath me. Uh, as soon and also as... just the best example of like leading with kindness. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Always. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, I feel like if you invest in people, you'll you'll get a great return. You mm-hmm. know, so you might as well invest in friendships and invest in working relationships and just being a good human. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Work hard. Be nice. Simple. Simple, easy. Uh, Well, Dom, we want to talk about the very beginning. Let's take it again from the top. Let's rewind. Place to start. (laughs) Let's. We probably have to pay for that. So, um, sorry. (laughs) What if What if I'm off key? Does it count? Stop. I'm calling Natalie Weiss. <laughs> Book immediately. Um, no, we want to. We want to bring it back again from the top with Dominique. Where did this all start? Like, when did you? I don't want to say just first start dancing, but kind of what got you interested in as we call like the five, six, seven, eight. How did that all connect for you? So I was one of those children that was into everything. I mean, like I played sports. I was at the museum every weekend. I was like a microscope, telescope kid, dinosaurs, yes. like camp, summer camp, all the things like happened to be pretty good at sports. And my mother told me the only time I sat still for an hour was watching a dance performance. Mm. And I was like, oh, OK, interesting. Hmm. So um, she took me to my first dance class and It was in May or June, I believe. So for anybody out there who's ever been to a dance class, you want to go at the beginning of the season, like September, (laughs) not necessarily May or June. So I get in there and the perfectionist that I am, I Mm. am 
livid that all these children know all of these terms and these steps and I don't. Mm. Meanwhile, they're in their tutus and I'm from Connecticut. So there's a bougie factor. So they were in tutus, shoes, all those other things. And my mother made me a homemade unitard (gasps) and I had, I had, um, penny loafers on. (gasps) And I was like, one of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Are are we talking like, I mean, as is like a solid color unitard? Are you in like a full cap print? What's going on? No, no. This was just a solid color, like Butterick or McCall's or one of those like sewing patterns. Yeah. Within oh one of those. God. And I turned to her and I said, ma'am, I don't think this is the thing for me. And she was like, oh, mm. okay, cool. So <laughs> literally on my own, September, I was like, I think I'm ready. So took dance classes for about three years, like started off in the beginner level. And then by the end of the year, I was like in the advanced level because I just love to learn. I love to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I did dance competitions for two years. My mother was like, no more of that. You won everything. So moving on. And uh-huh. thank God. You won everything. So moving on. <laughs> so done. <laughs> on to the next. So um, thank God I was discovered by Savion Glover and Diane Walker. And I did my first show, Heard Black and Blue. In mm-hmm. uh, Europe at age twelve. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I think I was a, uh, think I was still collecting Pokemon cards at age twelve. So while <laughs> while Dominique was setting the setting the standard, I was getting my like holographic Blastoise card and just like <laughs> running through the halls like I got it, got it. <laughs> potato, potato. I mean, same. I mean, I think same level of uh, experience and professionalism. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so from then on, um, I think I was fifteen or sixteen when I did Bring a Noise, Bring a Funk. Mm-hmm. So I went on the American tour of that, and then after that, when I was sixteen, I helped choreograph my first show with Omar Edwards called Wild Women Blues, starting starring Linda Hopkins, and that was in Germany. And then literally after that, I was like, I think I could take a break. So I went to my senior year of high school for a year mm. to be just a human. To be a human, because I was just like, uh, I think I can I can be normal for a little bit. Um, graduated top of my class, thank God, for homeschooling. And, you know, I went to college for four years. And where did you go? University of Connecticut, go Huskies. And hey. I was originally on an animal science scholarship. On an animal science scholarship? Yes, animal science. This is literally one of those things of just like, I've done it, need to do something else. I've mastered this, move on. Once again, you've won all of it. So won all of on. it. <laughs> Top of his class, set something in Germany and just said, you know what? Animal science is next. Yeah. And then I got sick of smelling like sheep poo. Ah. Um, so oh, then yeah. I switched to mass yeah. media communications, graduated, um, you know, after four years and a week before my graduation, moved to New York City. So you got sick of people and communicate. <laughs> so both of you know me well, so you know that's pretty true. <laughs> I have my moments. So after a while, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to dancing. I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to come back. And I, I think I think you, you obviously made a great decision kind of going back based on your illustrious career, even, even as, a, as a kid now into a grown adult. It's, it's been incredible uh, seeing you. And what I what I found refreshing is that when I met you, I had no idea. And there there was there was a sweet aspect of just like I'm I'm meeting this well-rounded just human, who then I found out I was like, oh, you're 
you're you're actually a big deal. I think it was when mm-hmm. I took your class <laughs> in LA. Um, was it at uh, IAF Compound, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so me, me and Dom had been like chatting, talking. We were just like friends. And I was like, oh, man, I, I miss taking a dance class. He was like, yo, come on, come on in. Take this class and see. And I, I get there. I'm in my, like my Buffalo Bills hoodie. I'm in just like sneaks. And I'm going to hide in the back. <laughs> and these people come in. It's like 60 people in this class. And they're all just like, hi, hi. They're like just going over to Dom. And it's this huge thing. And I'm like, Dom, are you are you big deal? It's like, yeah. He basically has his own stage yeah. door at class. It's and true. It's true. Everything. Yep. The velvet stanchions, they're out. Okay. Protection, the barriers. It's true. I wish I brought a Sharpie. Oh my, oh my gosh. Should have. Should have. Oh my Missed gosh. opportunity. You're That's so amazing. Silly. That's amazing. But yes, what Brendan was saying, I mean, just following your career and what we know of it, there's so many things we want to talk about, like, the mass Singer, TV, uh, uh, Mariah Carey, all of the things, the amazing people you've worked with. So talk us through your kind of transition in from, I mean, it's not a full transition, you're still performing, but that transition into the world of helping choreograph in set and finding those connections. How did that work for you? I think it's always been practice, not intentional practice, but like ever since I was younger in the dance competitions, and I'm sorry for all my dance teachers, I would just re-choreograph things on the spot. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, I'm not feeling that. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. do something different. Or whether it was a group number or a duet or a solo, I'd just go, <laughs> I think I have a better choice right here. But um, throughout my whole dance career, I was still teaching classes because, you know, I, I love a side hustle. I, ni- I like nice things. So I just always want to have my own and be independent. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, I grew up in such a, a freestyle mentality or improv based. So to me, choreography is just what I would do on my freestyle, just giving it to other people. Mm-hmm. So I basically just tried to hone that. And I did a lot of dance team choreography. I did a lot of cheerleading choreography, which helped me do 360. That helped me with spacing. It helped me with transitions. Um, not only that, doing choreography for whether it's like, you know, a, a dance competition or a dance school or, you know, a show. At the end of the day, you're still training somebody else in your movement. So I think it's always been there. Um, but then what started to happen is people would go, oh, you're kind of good at this. And it was like, am I? I just thought it was something that everybody did. I just thought it Mm -hmm. was something like you choreograph, I choreograph, you know, it doesn't matter. And I didn't realize that I had a very specific point of view because I like to do a lot of different dance genres. And I like to retain a lot of the classic elements, but do a little fun twist on it now and then, you know, I'm not necessarily abandoning everything I know, but it's more of like, these are the things I love to do. And then let me put a little flip on that. So the best part about kind of venturing into choreography is literally just venturing into choreography. It's just putting myself out there, which is the most fun thing to do and the most nerve wracking thing to do. What I think you said beautifully is the when you had the phrase training someone in your movement, I think uh, what's, what's so cool is that you do have such a clear point of view in your movement. And I think what I've always gravitated towards is there's always a reason for the step. There's, there's, I remember even in, even in that class I took, it's just like a little flick of something or a specific risk. There's a reason why it's happening and you know it 
I mean, through the entire thing. And you you can and also fellow choreographers, if you if you are out there listening right now, uh, Dominic does his pre-pro, does his homework before mm-hmm. the pre-pro mm-hmm. begins. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a level of he's already eight steps ahead when he gets to like the pre-pro stage and then can truly shape something so much faster. And then if it's not working, he he's already ahead of the game. Yeah, I almost feel like it's the quote unquote like old school approach in the sense of you do your own homework before pre-pro because you have to create what needs to be pre-proed. Like the Mm -hmm. true, I feel like the true understanding of what pre-production was is I have these ideas I'm bringing to the table. I need to work on them to make sure they work before I take them to wherever the rehearsal is, wherever that final product is going to be built. So I I love that because I feel like there's a lot of people who kind of walk into a pre-pro and be like, okay, let's create something. And, and like, that's their oh, process, and that's okay. Totally. But oh, I, I like to be a chef and come in with a mise en place and do it myself Oof. and then season um, my own food. Yum. Uh, hungry. Hungry. Tasty. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, I think that's that's part of, and I've been reading books about people's processes because, you know, everything we do is different. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no manual. There is no school to tell you how to do it. So it's been great to kind of commune with people that we have the same process. And it's always great to working with other people who have something completely different. So, you know, always something to learn. I love how you mentioned just like jump in, you know, you were talking about that transition to choreography. You were like, someone said, oh, you're really good. And you just kind of kept doing it, right? You had your own flavor. But I feel like a lot of people ask, I know for me, it's like, how did you do that? Like, how did you, and it's just, you just have to jump in and try it. You You have to jump in. And I think um, what you said, like, there's always something to learn. I think the masters mm-hmm. of any craft or any any discipline, they are they become the best by always accepting ideas and always hearing ideas and understanding that there is more to learn. Uh, we have all a common denominator of working with Meryl Streep, who is considered mm-hmm. best of all time. of our generation yeah. of all time. She came in, and I know I know she did this with you, Dom. But I mean, when she walked into the ballet studio one on one, she was just like ready to learn, mm-hmm. just like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Okay, teach me. Phone was, phone was phone off. Phone was off. Phone was off. In the bag, mm-hmm. she decided, mm-hmm. "My time is here. I'm here to learn." Mm-hmm. Literally, Meryl. I mean, uh, yeah, like it's setting the standard, and I, I and just look like what she set. creates. You know what I mean? Just pretty good. The process. Pretty good. <laughs> Marginal. No, and it's been really great because other celebrity clients of mine have been asking me, like, how is she to work with? And it's been great to use her as a model to be like, this are, these are the things she does. And not like lying, but to be like, the phone was off. She knew my first name and my last name. She mm-hmm. wanted to dig in. She wanted to work her butt. You know what I mean? It's just like she was the dream person to work with. And then at the end of the day, she was a human. And that is the most important. So when you say like, then I, I took some time off and I went to high school to be a human. There is there is a hunger. There is a drive to this business in all facets. But if you forget to be a human, it's going to be very, very difficult for you, I think. Yeah, because life imitates art. And then you want your art to imitate your life. And I want to have a life worth living or some stories to share with other people, not only verbally, but through my art. Are those lyrics? Did you just steal yeah, lyrics? I think, think Nicki Minaj. I got that from Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Or oh, somebody. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, like, you, you just you just slowed it down. I so think it's I just super bass, I believe. 
<laughs> yeah, technically, like the Nicki Minaj slow mo version is what he just produced. For yeah, us. I mean, I'm just a vessel, guys. Life imitates art, imitates life. That's super base. Oh my god, I'm in. I'm in. It's a mashup. Um, I want. I want to dive into the Mariah Carey special that just happened this past winter. Yes. We need to talk so much about that. A, how did that get started? I don't. I don't even know. I know you talked about diving in, but talk about that process leading up to the creation of Mariah. And then what the heck? Like, how that was unbelievable. I saw it. It was crazy. Thank you. It was crazy. What was that experience like? So it was four years in the making. I'll, I'll make a long story super short. I got asked to dance for her four years ago. And, uh, it was in New York. We did divas unwrap divas, Christmas, something like that. It was great. You know, um, I saw how everything happened. And then the next year I was asked to choreograph for her, like, because, you know, they knew I did choreography and they said, we want somebody who does tap jazz, musical theater, contemporary, like somebody to just really come in and help with the Christmas show. I did that for two or three years and I got brought on to work on her residency. And then we did um, the AMAs and we also did like James Corden, and a lot of other things that I was happy, you know, to really put my stamp on. Um, and then all of a sudden I get a call. I mean, we we're going through the pangs of the pandemic and I'm not a Grinch, but I'm not necessarily one who puts on Christmas music. So I was like, oh, I'm going to kind of miss that this year. Like that sucks. (laughs) A week later, I got a call to be like, yeah, we want you to choreograph the show. And I said, with, and they said, no, no, just you this time. (gasps) So, um, I had the like, oh, I can't wait. And then immediately after that, it set in the the magnitude of the project. And I started sweating. My skin broke out. Like mm-hmm. all of those anxiety moments that I never thought would happen, happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also remember too, by this point, I did not work for six months. So of course, all of the like, can I still do this? Is it still oh, happening? Yeah. Like, why do they want me? What can I bring to this? Happened. Um, and overwhelmed with a lot of the information because I came on late. I was like one of the last people because just realizing any major project, whether it's musical theater, TV, movies, people would have been working on this for a long time. True. They knew everything. I was new to the process. So um, thank God I had a week of um, pre-pro and literally just vomited out every reference and idea I had. And it was the most wonderful feeling to be in the studio just moving because I believe a lot of us forget what that feels like. Like you Mm -hmm. can't text somebody that you can't send a meme about it. You can't just do it on FaceTime. You have to be in the room where it happens. Oh, somebody, Lynn, Lynn. Uh, uh. (laughs) We're going to have to pay for that. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, So (laughs) then um, basically getting on set and then just rehearsing with all the dancers. Again, there was a lot of times that it got overwhelming, but the great part was I had my musical theater references. I was like, oh, I want this to be like Hello, Dolly. Or I'm like, oh, I want this to have like a little Memphis and a little bit of Ain't Misbehaving in it. And like, oh, this one is going to be rooted in like um, uh, 42nd Street. And I want this one, you know what I mean? So the clearer I got with my position and my references, the easier it was to basically string things along. Like I just thought of it, thought of it as knitting and then quilting and then putting it on the body. So it was a great atmosphere to do that because we had the best of the best. So it was a wonderful experience all the way around between the guest artists. Mariah was a dream. 
an mm. absolute dream because Christmas is her favorite. So when you bring everybody there, I mean, like production members, every, we were all crying and rejoicing and the energy was just so palpable on set. So it was wonderful, a wonderful experience I'll always remember. That's oh. amazing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what, how long did you have from, I guess, the notice of you getting that call saying, hey, you're choreographing this amazing special to when the time came of you needing to set choreography on people? How long did you have to kind of make a vision and make that plan for yourself? Two weeks, I believe. Boom. To do Around a full special. <laughs> to do what? To what? It was like a 55 minute special, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, and at least at, at like eight production numbers. I had five. I had five, five production I mean, numbers. Still. And at some point, there was 50 people on stage at the same time, mm. most doing different tracks. So it was definitely an undertaking. And it was one of those level up moments. We've all done a show or have had an experience where you're just like, I feel like I grew an inch on mm. this project. And mm -hmm. the knowledge that I gained, I will not be able to even write that down. Like it's just instilled in you. Yeah, grew an inch and aged a decade. Pretty much. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. I yeah. love that. The level up moment. I love that. Because it really shows you what you're made of. It really, it's one of those things where you pull all the references, even from like your teachers way back or your parents. Or, you know, I had that moment too where, you know, and you can probably ask yourself this. What do you tell yourself when you're going down in flames? Cause uh. ask people and I was like, what do you ask yourself? And they're like, or tell yourself, they're like, you can do it. Come on, get with, like, you, come on, you've done it before. Not me. I was like, sir, if you don't pull it together, these people are looking at you right now. You better mm -hmm. pull it together. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. I had to snatch myself up a couple of times and there was a couple of tears by myself. Sure. But at, but at the end of the day, it got done. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, um, what I love to say is like only forward. You cannot go backwards. Only forward, only forward and just that there is no other choice. No, no other choice, no other way. Because if, if, if you like, if you fold, oh my God, you know what? I, I had to go, I had to go back and grab that. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can only go forward. So I'm, I'm going to, oh, well done. Adam. Well done. Thank well you. done. <laughs> Thank I think you. it was a glint. I mean, I, I know this is uh, listeners only, but there was a glint in Dominic's eyes. He said, and I went, why is he, oh. Disappointment. Mm, that's okay. Disappointment. Well, because Dom, you are, I mean, you are now, I mean, can I call you Professor Kelly at this point? I think you can. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Because um, during during this time of, you know, not many gigs happening, we are in a pandemic currently when we are recording this. But the, I think the, as far as the knowledge that we are trying to always be sponges and things like that, and Dominic, you've gone a 
above and beyond to be learning and educating yourself that now you've mastered that moving on to now educating others. Mm. I mean, you get, it's that pay it forward mentality. I just want to be one of those people that we all reference. Like we all have that person who told us we can, and then, you know, they were hard on us with love, but then we learned so much. Um, so yeah, I am an adjunct professor for Pace University mm -hmm. and I am teaching choreography for camera. Um, now, before the pandemic, that was a lot of fun. You get to be in the room with people, showing them camera, um, camera angles, all of that stuff. But what gets hard is now we're doing that remotely. So it's just time to get creative Absolutely. You know, in the best way. Yeah. But I'm excited for the students. I'm excited for the artists that they're going to become, you know, because at the end of the day, we didn't have this. I, I know I didn't have this. I didn't know anything about it. A lot of what I knew it was watching TV or just hearing word of mouth, but to actually have people who are working professionals give this knowledge and not only just tell them like, this is how you do it, but it's inspiring them to be autonomous and to be artists and to think of new ways how to do things and also like strike down the patriarchy and racism and like all the other things. It's nice to see the young ones really trying to push the needle ahead. Absolutely. And I think that there is something so incredible about like, because now that we that, that it is becoming more mainstream and it, like of learning this knowledge uh, beforehand, mm -hmm. I think it'll just kind of open the door for new trailblazers to know the knowledge and then, I mean, execute it properly. Exactly. Um, there was such a thing of like trial by fire. Jack, you can attest to this too. I mean, prom, that was my first choreography gig as, as far as being an associate choreographer for that um but it's it's this thing of I, i've never done any kind of camera work and so to kind of like learn on the fly day one of just like oh this is how it's done this is what we can do this is what we should do and man i mean by january i mean everybody saw me like the first day i was like i feel like i'm drowning there's a, a few moments of just like that's my heart and by the time we got to February, when we were um, shooting the number that Dom and Jack, you guys were both in, I literally was just like, oh, I know what this is. This feels like old hat now. We even like, I got to work so closely with the the DP, uh, who's Maddie Levitech, and just be able to work with him so closely and like finagle how we can change movement around to better like make the artistry. And I was like, oh, this is this is massively fun. So it was it's that, it's that deep dive and trial by fire that I think if you are unafraid of it, you will just grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's being unafraid to learn and to have your ego smashed to bits. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be okay with being like, I'm going to suck, but I'm going to try really hard not to. Truth. Totally. Uh, there's, okay, so there's something I gotta, I gotta ask, and because it's one of my favorites. I'm a, I mean, I love Disney, I love everything Disney, and I think there's something so cool and so unique about a specific job that you've done, Dom, that <laughs> there's like this motion capture with animation that I've, I've didn't even know existed. So you got to talk to us about Princess and the Frog and how the transformation central. Oh, gosh. Transformation central. <laughs> the voodoo man himself. If people don't know, Dominique, fill him in. Fill people right. in. Yeah. So I had the honor of playing the body movement in reference for Dr. Facilier for Disney's The Princess and the Frog. Mm. Oh, my God. And it was the hardest job of my career. Mm -hmm. 
the hardest. Um, there was no motion capture. They literally drew me. So oh. I had to do I had to do all of that. The aerial, the turning switch leap, barrels. That's all me actually doing it. That's him. And he's, That's me. you can see, he hesitates and just stays in the air like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, they took some creative liberties. I'm going to have ups, but thank you, Disney. Um, mm. It was hard because, remember, cartoons never stop moving. No. Mm -hmm. They never stop moving. There's a motion or an action for everything, and there are always options, walk cycles. And not only did I play the villain, I played the voodoo dolls, and I played his shadow and some of the oh. other characters in the movie too. So there's just so many things you have to learn, like A, A prime, B, B prime. Like there were so many different versions and I had to lip the words. And my good friend, uh, Keith David did the voice. So the good thing is I knew his voice, yeah. but the way I talk and the way he talks are two totally different ways of talking. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep my lips going throughout the whole time. It is So it was gosh. so hard. I watched the number again twice today, um, <laughs> and I just I think it's so knowing knowing now and knowing that it's you and just those legs. Oh, but, but then yeah. you, you watch again, like the the wobble knees and everything. I'm just like, oh, this is yeah. I've I've <laughs> I've seen Dominic Kelly do this. Yeah, you have. And the funny thing was when I walked into audition for it, the choreographer Betsy Beto, she was a head choreographer. Um, she gasped and stopped. And I was like, yes. I didn't realize they already made the character. I look like the character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like lips, gap to gap in my teeth, the way my, like I pucker my lips, mm -hmm. like all of those things. Part of me was like, you have came first, the, chi the chicken or the egg. I, and I'm not going to play that game. I, know. <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't I'm keep shoulder. a doll in here. I don't Ow. keep, I don't keep a doll in here. I'm one of those crazies <laughs> where it's like, I grew up with Chucky. But I digress. Like, I don't want anything to come come to life. But anyway, uh, uh. Um, yeah, it was interesting that I already looked like the character. And I think, you know, when you think of serendipity or when you're supposed to be in that place at that time, uh, the audition notice was tall, African-American uh, male who's skinny and flexible, can do sinewy snake-like movements, can do tap, jazz, and tumble. Sinewy snake movements. Yeah. That is yeah. absolutely specific, Got but it. it's it's perfect, though. I mean, you hear that, and that is what is executed. So, again, knowing your references. And the good thing is, now, all the knowledge I took from there, I've used in so many other things. Mm-hmm. That's because crazy. you learn about negative space. You learn about storytelling. You, you learn about cartoons. You learn about, like, just the nuts and bolts of it all, or, like, if you're going to do motion capture as opposed to actually video reference. So... Again, it comes with learning. You just have to be open to it. It'll sink in. True. I think, I mean, because in my head, I thought it was some kind of motion capture, but it, yeah, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a, it's a style of animation that was all drawing and that, mm -hmm. that's what they went back to for Princess of the Frog. So yeah, how many, I mean, I got to imagine how many times did like the writers have to come in and just observe your performance? How many times? They didn't. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, 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 no. what? They didn't. We just filmed it. <gasps> like, because this was back in 2007. So there were no like iPhones and all that other stuff. We just worked on it. I mean, there was no oh like, God. I mean, the head people would come in and see it and be like, oh, okay. But there was never really like a back and forth. We need to draw it this way. We literally just 
filmed it and filmed it so many different ways. I literally right. had on parts of the outfit. I had a cane. I had the spats. I had on tights. I had on the top hat. Like mm -hmm. it was very like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. I did oh, yeah. all these walk cycles. I made all these faces. And the best part of it is I'm just, I'm a part of history now and nobody can take that away from me. Mm -hmm. Truth. Are you ready? Oh my God, I'm in. <laughs> go watch it. Everybody go watch it tonight because it's just, ugh. So um, I want to circle back again, like you were talking about Professor Kelly here. Um, I want to talk about this from so many different angles, from the choreographer aspect and as a performer. But what are your, I guess, takeaways going into the film world of choreography and then going into like the stage world of choreography or the concert world of choreography? So can you speak for those who are wanting to do choreography, but there's so many different ways and different outlets to kind of attack from so what is that journey for you and then how do you do it also for the you know tv film world where there are people are wearing masks mass singer my family watches the show we know what is that like like just gonna toss that in there but then from the other angle as a performer what what is your mindset going from concert to tv to stage i think part of it for me is i'm so research-based like everything comes from a very logis logistical aspect. Um, if you love really laboring on something and not having to worry about camera and you love storytelling, musical theater. It's a great way to really hammer away at a concept and really workshop and play and make sure that everybody is seen and everybody telling the same story. Mm -hmm. Now with TV, um, if you can work very quickly and interpret and be very yes and because there's going to be a lot of problem solving very quickly. Mm -hmm. That's just what mm -hmm. it is. If you can like churn out some choreography quickly or you love working with actors, that is perfect. It's great. Now, when it comes to like recording artists or even like movies, the good thing is you get more time to really shape the camera moves and shape the angles and figure out what you want to do and really think about like what, what you're trying to tell with this artist's performance, you know, or if you want to work on set, if you really love to work on set for like a month or three weeks, a movie is the way to go. So I think part of it too is knowing your process because a lot of times the things that we want to do aren't necessarily the things that we're good at and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So once you figure that out for yourself and then also maybe talk to a mentor or have somebody bring you around or literally just try to work anywhere that you can to really see if it's something you enjoy. That's my, that's the best advice that anybody's ever given to me. Now, when it comes to being masked up now, whether it's masked singer, where they're actually being masked or during a pandemic, when you're for sure wearing a mask because of your Absolutely. health, be. um, what helped me was I, um, from work experience, I was on community and I was a human being. So I had to dance without really being able to see. Like even at UConn, I would choreograph our mascots for the court appearances. So again, I just used something I knew and then put it in there. And then not only that, Princess and the Frog helps with cartoon movements. So, you know, and also I um, played Ted in Ted 2. So I did a little tumbling pass, you know what I mean? So using everything I already knew I just recycle that and then try to add it to the next experience. Like, for example, Mass Singer was hard because um, limited visibility. Mm -hmm. Also, you don't have a lot of time with the, the celebrities. 
And not only that, you have to create a full picture and things are always changing. Like you never know what's going to happen. You never know, like all of a sudden this feels weird. This doesn't. And as you know, akin to musical theater, the singing comes first. So you had to make sure that they were actually able to sing, get all the camera angles and more, more importantly, have a connection and have fun. Because at the end of the day, this is not a war. We're dancing to songs in costumes. Mm -hmm. Now, Life-changing art, yes, like we can inspire people, but at the end of the day, you have to remember what you're doing and why you're doing it. I always used to say that just like end of the day, it is a play. I think I think there's people that kind of get so bogged down by it, just like the stress of it all and things of that nature. But just like end of the day, this is a play. Mm-hmm. So you have to, I mean, play inevitably should be fun, right? Yeah. Um, and it, like entertainment value and all those things. And if you are, you, if, and I think, Dom, I think you were absolutely somebody who always has fun doing this mm-hmm. in any kind of capacity. And I think that's going to like transcend to and transition into a ton of other things. But what I want to, what I want to add, sorry, you were going to add something. No, I just said thank you. Oh, wow. You're so oh. well. So, uh, <laughs> Can't stand, can't stand. Um, but I want to. There's, there's a certain segment that uh, Jack and I like to keep on the show. Um, our experience, again, kind of like with, with, with our, our prom Netflix, uh, with working with Meryl, we, we like to do this little segment called "Shoulda Shot It." Uh, that pretty much came from we were in rehearsal we were filming a scene for prom movie and Mira had an idea and kind of just like we didn't quite see it or things kind of weren't whatever she's like just okay play the music let's go and just did this whole ending scene like wailing twirling her like huge cape boom everything was fantastic it ends with this huge blackout and in the blackout in the silence you just hear Mira go should have shot it <laughs> And it was just this brilliant moment that we kind of were so lucky to witness. And so what is a moment that maybe wasn't caught on camera or maybe only a few people saw? What is something that happens in your in your life, in your career that you're like, God, someone should have shot that? I wish that was captured forever. Like, for yeah. instance, another example, like how our friendship came to be. That's what I was going to say. It, That's what, <gasps> no, it wasn't. No, for real. And not Here even it because is. that you're, you know, hosting this. But all the moments that Jack and I had <gasps> while shooting, the the great thing is nobody knew about them except he and I. Like nobody. there were so many moments where I'm hitting a pose and I'm sliding out of the pose or falling or <laughs> talking to Jack in the middle of it. Like literally all the banter that happened that nobody will ever see. Ugh. Now, meanwhile, again, remember that this is kind of like my first time meeting Jack. Yeah. Yeah. While, while we're shooting. Uh-huh. While we're shooting, like just, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? Okay, so I'm supposed to be right here? Okay, cool. cool. And the best <laughs> thing was he was the sweetest, most wonderful. I'm sorry, what? He was sweet. Hey, Brittany, can we just delete Brendan from this clip? <laughs> delete yeah, slide him down. <laughs> because, no, honestly, it was so much fun. I'm so happy I was over there with him mm. because all we did was laugh. We got those steps, though. We went off with the steps. but I, rem- I remember seeing. I was watching. We were going off. But the funny thing was, like, there were just so many moments that, you know, a lot of times you're like, oh, when things go right, we should have shot that. I wish you could have seen all the things that went wrong. <laughs> For all the times when we were dancing full out and then the camera would pass me and I wouldn't be on camera and I would just stop. And meanwhile, they'd just be going and then the camera would come back and then I'm back in it. Just like, mm. 
he like he like he has a handkerchief underneath his jacket just like camera pass and pat 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 and, and, and also jack trying to be in the three shot that was it my was favorite a moment. three shot okay it, it was a three shot <laughs> it, it so is. For, for anybody for everybody out there uh basically there's this quick segment where meryl's sitting and i'm turning and you know everybody's in the frame but it was just a quick moment where it was lovely to try to see Jack trying to scoot his head in between <laughs> to make it a three shot because it was really a two shot. It was a three. I mean, they called it a two, but I remember stopping and be like, hi, it's actually three of us in this frame right here. So it's mm -hmm, a three mm -hmm. shot. Thank you so much. Yeah, mm. semantics, semantics. Semantics. <laughs> the, the banter was amazing. My The example I wanted to give was how our friendship really started like the first day of filming that number. Maybe it was even rehearsal, but um, I had said something dumb to make you laugh and just on and on. And then you came up to me and said, I hate that you already make me laugh. And then we were like, that's how so it, it is. started. And we ran with it. Yeah, I think I think I remember being a being a bystander and seeing this this uh, this blooming friendship that happened before <laughs> my eyes here. And I think it was um, like, oh, my God, you look so good in a tux. And I'm just like, oh, thank you. Wow. And I just went, oh, oh, we're there already. <laughs> because this is a thing, too. It's great when people are experienced and already know it by the numbers. It's great. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. But it's even better if you can laugh the whole day because laughing makes everything go by quicker. And, of course, when it was time, when that camera was flashing, we hit, we hit it. It was mm -hmm. like hit it and quit it. But it was more fun because I was like, oh, I like you, and I don't like people like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so sweet. Well, I'm I'm honored to say the least. I am. Thank honored. you. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh my god. Hit it and print it. That's what we like. That might be the title of this podcast. Is thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. It's I better like than it. thank you next. Thank, <gasps> thank you next. And with that, I want to say oh thank gosh. you. Yes, Dominique Kelly. Thank you so much for being on the show, being our inaugural guest. Thank you for having me. And my pronouns are he him. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Just want to throw it out there. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You're we got it. You're the best. Got it. Hey, it's Brendan. Hey, it's Jack. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to hop on over to our Instagram at again underscore podcast and give us a follow. A like. A comment. A DM. Because we want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Sure. 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 And before you press next to play your next podcast. Hopefully it's us again. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And give us a rating if you love what you're hearing. Again from the top is produced by Dory Berenstein. And Alan Seals. Stay tuned for our next five, six, seven, eight. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.